Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover the personal journeys behind their work. Explore options from indie to traditional publishing and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. I'm Catherine Taylor. And this is a show all about the writing process from creation to publication. Here is where you can find inspiration, ideas, and meet the people behind the books and the stories. We bring life to books. If you have any questions, please please leave them in the comments below and we'll do our best to answer those for you. And if you'd like never to miss a show, please subscribe at YouTube, Catherine Taylor TV, and all our content is available there. Well, my guest today was born and raised in Grand Falls, Newfoundland. And at that time, it was just Grand Falls. Now we are Grand Falls, Windsor. But back then, we were just two separate towns. Now, he has lived in Holyrood since 1982, and his first book was called Eye of the Beholder, and it was published back in 1984, and he'll tell us all about that. But he has a second book out. He's been taking photographs his whole life, and this book has been published by Flanker Press, and I'm sure you're going to be familiar with the name. The name of the book is called Dildo Newfoundland. And we're going to learn all about how that book came together. And I'd like you to meet my guest, Bruce Lane. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. And I'm going to bring him up in the stream right now. Hi, Bruce. Hi. <laughs> Good to have you here. And uh, actually, I'll just hold up your book. Good to have this here, too. Excellent. <laughs> Dildo's been getting a lot of uh, publicity over the past couple of years, starting back there with Jimmy Kimmel. And now everyone can have their own copy of the photographs of beautiful Dildo. But let's just start before we delve into that and learn a little more about you. I understand you've been taking photographs for pretty much your whole life. Yes. Uh, my parents bought me a camera when I was 10 years old for my birthday. And I actually fell in love with taking pictures at that point in time. Uh, we, I had a little Kodak Brownie camera and shot only black and white negatives. And uh, it was costing money, of course. And uh, so I had to work, uh, work around the house, get my allowance so I could buy film and get them printed. Uh, I still have all those negatives, believe it or not. My mom saved them. and. Uh, Though I don't have the pictures, I do have all the negatives. So someday I may get to print some of them. <laughs> you know, Bruce, when I have negatives like that too, that, that I saved from years ago, and I wouldn't even know the first thing to do to get any of those printed. What would people do these days? Well, I have a scanner and I can scan black and white negatives so I can actually scan them directly into my computer. I don't know if there's anybody printing anymore. I really don't know if there's any labs around. I don't no. think they're in St. John's. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, really. And when you, you know, when you think about it, how it was back in the day when we first started taking um, photographs, um, and you had to wait. It was not so immediate. And so you went through all the different phases of that. So how, how do you feel about all the changes and, 
you know, from where you started to where you are now? Well, to be honest, I'm sad in a way that I wasn't born into the digital age because it's so much fun. Uh, I the fact that you don't have to wait around for your pictures. In fact, I, my phone now just downloads them directly to my computer. So I don't even have to connect at all to get to see the pictures. And I just love that, not having to wait around. Mm. Uh, well, I'm sorry. No, sorry to interrupt you, but I guess when you're out in the field, when you can see your work right away, you kind of know what you have. Oh, yeah. You can tell if it's going to be half decent or not. And, uh, of course, you can view after every single picture if you want. But to be honest, I gave up that because it was taking too much time looking at every single picture. So as long as I can feel that it's going to come out good, I shoot a bunch. Yeah, and I understand you're out every day shooting a bunch. Every single day. Uh, in fact, I would think that I've probably taken a thousand pictures in my yard in the last two weeks, just around the yard. Plants, flowers, bumblebees, honeybees, which are brand new here for me. So it's a lot of fun. It just gives me something to do, and it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're retired now and you're enjoying your grandchildren and you can put more time into photography. You worked um, as a teacher, I believe, uh, for many years. Yes. Want to fill us in a little bit on your background as you... Okay, I started, I started teaching in 1971 in Kings Point, which is in central Newfoundland near Springdale. And I taught there for two years and then I quit teaching. I uh, was going into business with a friend of mine. And something happened during the summer and it didn't come through. So I was unemployed and I worked in the, uh, with the federal government, the unemployment office, to be honest. The offer, I was on unemployment and they offered me a job. So I went to work with them for two years. Then I went back teaching. Uh, then I left teaching again in 1981. I went back to do a master's degree and I spent two years at the university. And uh, I could have gone back to my job, but I, I decided that I didn't want to go back there. I wanted to try something else. So I worked on my master's for two years. I started in my own business and I was in that for 10 years. And then finally I went back teaching again and retired 10 years ago. So I have a varied career, I guarantee you. Yeah, but you know, that I think is very common these days that people evolve and change and try different things. Whereas at one, one time people would tend to stay more in one thing. So. Yeah. Hey, that's that's all good. Is, all when I went back teaching, I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. for the past thirteen, the last thirteen years of my teaching career was so much fun. I was teaching photography, computers, and I was working in the library. So I didn't actually wasn't in a classroom, and it was a uh, that was a lot of fun for me. And I taught kids. All the kids in my school, from grade kindergarten to grade six, had their own web pages, and we used to get we used to get them. The teachers and I would work together. And if they did an art assignment, I'd get them to take a picture of it and upload it to their website. If they did writing, they would come in and they'd put all their writing up. It was amazing. And this day and age, of course, the kids know everything. <laughs> but back then, uh, 13, that's 23 years ago, the kids were just learning that stuff. And mm -hmm. teachers didn't, really, teachers didn't understand much of it either when we started out. Right. Yeah, things have like the speed and pace of, in the way things have changed. And I suspect in some ways, maybe in the way your two books were formed, like the first book you did um, many, many years ago, and that was done locally here in Grand Falls, Windsor. Tell us a little bit it about was actually, that. It was actually printed in St. John's at Creative Printers. Mm -hmm. uh, 
they were bought up by Robinson Blackmore after. And uh, I spoke with the owner at the time, and he liked my photographs. In fact, he had bought a few. And he asked if I'd be interested in a book, and I said, sure. And he said, well, put something together and let me have a look at it. So basically, I designed it. I put it all together. I did the typing and typesetting, and I put it, gave it to them. And all they needed really to do was to clean it up a bit and then send it to the, for color separations and then to the press. So it came out, and uh, I can't remember. I, I assume they sold them all, but there was an issue with them. They, the pages started to fall out after you turned them a lot. So I have a copy, but all the pages are out. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a photography book. You would go it back to it time and time again because you want to look at those photos. So this is a sort of book that's going to be heavily used, and the pages are going to be turned a lot. How about the new one now? How did this one come about, about dildo? Well, I, I've been taking pictures in dildo for many years, to be honest. Uh, it started way back when I was in university. One of my profs was a visiting prof, and he, he asked me if I knew where the town dildo was, and I told him I did. So he asked me to come out and take a picture of him. So I thought he wanted to go take a picture of the town of dildo, but really all <laughs> All he wanted to do was get a picture of him standing by the sign, welcome to the town of Dildo. So he was taking, he, he thought the name was a pretty colorful name and he wanted that to take back home with him to the US. So uh, I had photos even back to 1970 and uh, I was working on a case out around that way. So I used to go out there quite a bit and take, just drive through the town, take pictures. And when the, uh, Dildo Brewery opened, everybody was going around saying, have you been to Dildo yet? Have you been to Dildo yet? And I wanted to find out what it was all about. So I started, went out and started taking a few pictures and the town had changed quite a bit. It had become so colorful. Uh, the brewery was a bright yellow and then other buildings start getting painted. And it was like, I like being out there. And it's only like half hour drive from where I live. So I could go out whenever I wanted really. And I went out several times, and then uh, when Jimmy Kimmel found out about a town called Dildo, and he got, he made it famous basically, uh, worldwide. Then at that point, Gary Cranford asked me if I would. He's the owner of uh, Flanker Press. He said, "Bruce, you got some old." And I've known Gary, by the way, since he was in my St. Residence in undergrad days, so I've known him a long time. So he said, you've got old pictures. How about going out and getting some new pictures? I said, well, I'm already doing it. So he said, great. He said, are they colorful? He said, we'd like to do a book and be colorful. So I said, well, I, I'm doing it. So I go out and get some more. And for the next year or so, I went back and forth several, several times. I don't know, maybe 10 or 20. And uh, photographed the town over and over. It was so uh, interesting. <laughs> And uh, that's how the book came about. I submitted, they, they, he first thought it'd be about 75 pictures in the book. And uh, I was surprised when I actually got a copy of the, uh, the PDF copy of it. There was almost 200 pictures in there. Wow. So they used a lot of my pictures. And <laughs> to be honest, the, the book is very colorful. <laughs> it like it is. 
hundred percent right from the cover. I mean, yeah. and then going through the, the inside, we're going to look at a few of the photos from there now in just a minute. But when you mentioned Gary Cranford, Gary's been on the show a couple of times and he has a huge interest in the history and, and aspects of our province. And that's, I think been part of what he's brought to Flanker Press. So a book like this, I'm not surprised at all that he would jump on that. And I'm glad yeah. he did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think your prof was ahead of uh, Jimmy Kimmel as far as uh, recognizing the uniqueness of the dildo sign. Yeah, but, you know, I think uh, Jimmy needs to get back here. There's a lot more communities that could compete. <laughs> They don't have the same name, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got some pretty good names. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I could think of a few right now. But uh, let's have a look at the pictures in Dildo. And maybe what we can do, if you had a chance to say anything to uh, to Jimmy Kimmel about your book, would you like him to do a review or anything you want to throw out there right now? <laughs> well, if Jimmy Kimmel wants to do a review, I would love it. Uh, and if he wants to show it on his TV show, I would love that, too. And I'm sure Flanker Press would as well. Yeah, uh, they and did send him a copy. Uh, in fact, they sent they had two addresses, so they did send a copy to each address. But whether he gets it or not, who knows? Know. Right. Well, listen, folks, we're trying to reach Jimmy Kimmel here, so if you know him, uh, we want you to send that challenge out. We'd like him. Maybe Jimmy, you should give everyone in your audience on this particular show a copy of the Dildo Book. I mean, <laughs> you were running for mayor, you were doing all those things, so you can't just drop the ball right now. This book needs to be in the hands of uh, many people in our sister city out there in Hollywood, exactly. right? Exactly. exactly. Well, let's show people some of the images, and I'm not sure if I have them in the right order, Bruce, but uh, here we go. Sitting on the wharf. You tell people about this. That's uh, That was taken just outside the Dildo Brewery. They built a new wharf there last year, and they have a, several of these colorful chairs all around the, the establishment. But they had two stuck right out at the end, and I thought, how perfect, because the colors were so so bright, and the water and the sky was just was so perfect. And mm. uh, I went back again later, and the, the two chairs, somebody had turned them around. So I took another bunch of pictures up and turned the other way, which I liked just as much. Mm. And that's a pretty typical thing here in Newfoundland. In fact, on my wharf down by the house, um, I've got two chairs out there just like that. And many a night, you sit there and admire the scenery. Mine happens to be of the Exploits River, but the sunsets, nature, it's incredible. And we have that here in spades. We are very we blessed. We do. We do. Let's see more dildo. Oh, there. See, Jimmy, if you're watching this, come on. Yeah, this is one of the signs that they put up. And uh, this was in front of a little restaurant uh, gift shop. And uh, they put that sign up, of course. Jimmy Dildo from there. And uh, anyway, there's quite a few of those pictures around and those uh, signs around the town. And uh, most of them made it into the book, too, by the way. Yeah, well, there's quite, yeah, there are quite a few of them in there. Yeah. Okay, we'll see what's coming next. Oh, a little lending the, library. The little lending library is the first time I had, I had actually seen one. And the fact that it was so much like the house in the background, I, I photographed that one probably five, six, seven different times. Uh, they do have two others in the town that I know of. And uh, one is blue, the other one is yellow like that. And I think both those made it into the book as well. Sort Excellent. of cute. We've yeah, got they're one. very cute. We've got one in Holyrood now. Somebody's put one up, and uh, I think they're going coming up everywhere nowadays. You know, mm. Good idea. 
It's a great idea, and I think the book maybe needs to be in there just saying. <laughs> I'm thinking of putting one up and on at the end of my property for our neighborhood to also right. look at some of these books that I cover. And let's see what's coming up next. Oh, okay. The brewery. Yeah, I chose that one because it shows like so many people that dildo. They've actually built onto it since that photo was taken. So it's probably a quarter bigger than it was. And uh, but people are crowding into Tillow and they're drinking their beers. It's great. Yeah, well, that was uh, way back in the day <laughs> when we could do that. And uh, hopefully we'll gain some time. And I think, Bruce, was that not a little hitch in the publication of this book? It started yeah. and then COVID hit? Yes, it was supposed to be published 2019. But because of COVID, uh, sorry, 2020, uh, but because of COVID, they put it off for a year because last year it was hardly anybody moving around and stuff. I understood that, right? Yeah. But and that it was... also gave, gave me a chance to get a few more photos to put in there. <laughs> very, very true. And and it gave, I guess it gave everyone a chance just to sort of reset. And if they're looking for things to do, this book is going to be filled with inspiration. We ah. were, I was out there last week uh, and there was just as big a crowd there. It's just that. Walking in, they had to have a mask on, but once they actually sat, they could, and if they went up to buy a beer, they had to wear their mask. But mm -hmm. it was fairly crowded, believe it or not. Yeah, well, that's yeah. good to see people on the go. And there's our dildo Hollywood sign. <laughs> the interesting to thing about that is they had to move it. They had to put it in one place, and people were climbing up over the cliff and going through a piece of property, someone's private property, to get there, try to get their picture up with the sign. So the, the community had to actually move it. So they found a place higher up and not, they, if anybody tries to climb up there now, they're crazy, to be honest. <laughs> it's pretty steep. Is it a little less accessible? I'm trying to think when I was in Hollywood, I think I did get pretty close to the Hollywood sign, but you got to go up into the hills. It's yeah. confusing to get there. It's not as uh, straightforward. So there's confusing. Here it's confusing. We're keeping it all aligned. <laughs> or difficult here. <laughs> Very nice, though. Okay, and this is a picture of the community. That's just a bit showing the dildo sign and where yeah. it is located right above. Here I am pointing into it, but the <laughs> yeah. dildo sign higher up. And uh, you see a few of the stages down below. It's nice. That's in the quietest part of the town there. Hmm. Beautiful setting and the way things are shaping up here in Newfoundland this year with the, the weather and the scenery, I think we're all going to be out a lot. And Dildo, I mean, it's just one example with a great oh, yeah. name. One example of um, places around here where you could just endlessly go. Every <laughs> single community that I visit is worth a visit to. Every mm. single community. This uh, picture that just came up there. Uh, that old stage is not there now, so this one was taken several years ago, probably early 2000s. And uh, the interesting thing about it was uh, some guy stopped me on the street when I was taking pictures one day, and he asked me if I had a picture of an old stage, and he showed me where it was, and I said, boy, if it was there, I probably do, but, I, you know, I doesn't have it with me. And coincidentally, it ended up in the book, and he's from Dildo, so I assume he's going to be happy to see that, because that oh, was his family's. Place that was gone. Interesting. Yeah, a, lo a lot of things that have changed and yeah. passed with time. Oh, there's the brightness. This is uh, this little gift shop. Uh, I stopped here to take a few pictures, and the owner came out, and uh, 
he had just opened it like that week and he had it full of t-shirts and water bottles and, and he even had a few local jams and stuff like that but it's very tiny places i don't know it can't be can't be more than 12 by 12. it's very small and uh while i was there a bunch of people were coming and going in there so i hope he do, hope he does well it wasn't open when i was out there last time well but it was early in the season well we'll give him a plug I think people yeah. will be getting out there and getting things in. And, you know, when, when Jimmy gets your book up on the show again and so on, well, <laughs> you never know. And oh, look I, like at the, I like what you said, when. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, you've got to be positive about this. When he does, we're going to make sure he sees his show. Right on. Uh, well, that'll be good. This uh, little uh, dory that's there, that's, yeah, that's the same guy, and it's right next to that little shop. And I took the picture because I thought, you know, I like taking pictures of dories anyway, but this one was just on the land. <laughs> it was a decoration more than anything. But it sort of looked nice with all the yellows and the greens and the town in the background and the brewery there. It was a perfect shot for me. Yeah. And what I learned, that's your typical dory. And on an interview most recently with Harry Ingram, he told me that a dory or a flat is like a dory with the back end of it chopped off flat so okay i'm learning from these shows mm -hmm. okay this is uh uncle john uh that's what they call him and he's the guy who he wrote the song the dildo song he wrote it and after he sang it on jimmy kimmel he act, they approached him and he actually did a video a professional video of the song and uh, we, when I did the uh, launch of it, I did, we created a video for that, uh, my son and I. And we wanted to use his music, but we couldn't get permission in time. So, oh. we, yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately. When I was taking the picture of him, he was splitting fish. I said, oh, hey, you look familiar. And he laughed. He, he said, I've been on more media and more pictures taken. You wouldn't believe since, since this whole Jimmy Kimmel thing. He's pretty well famous in the town. Yeah, and I did did listen to him singing the song. It was a pretty good song. It's say. good. They did a good job on the video, I must say. Yeah, they they definitely did. And we're back on this one. But I do have one other. Let's see what's on this one here. Oh, got them all up. Uh, this was your original book. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, uh, that does go back a long way. Where was that photograph on the front of this book taken? The photo was taken in Leading Tickles, and I shot it he had a net hung up in his yard and I walked, walked toward him. I took a picture with the net in front. Then I walked out and I took a bunch of pictures and spoke to the man. And I got pictures of his hands working and all that stuff. But that was in, that was taken probably in the seventies. So I, I doubt if he's still alive. I, I don't remember his name. No. I didn't know it, but I really don't remember it. And it's interesting when you're doing your photographs, Bruce, and you know, how do, do you do a lot with people? Do you interact with them or do you just randomly take them? How, how does that work for you? Most of the people pictures I take are candid. Like they don't know I'm taking them. Most of them. Right. Uh, the ones uh, I took in Dillo, the people pictures that got in the book, basically I told them I was taking pictures for a book and they might end up in it. And they all laughed and Post for pictures so uh, it was it but most most of my pictures are candids and they people don't know they're getting their picture taken and that's the kind um, I like best <laughs> well when people are most natural what's coming up here yeah. now oh this article I was reading through that that was pretty interesting that, that was, was from published in Harrow Smith magazine 
Now, Harrow Smith was an international magazine, but they went under way back. But this was a, they used one of my pictures of Dildo in this article. I, not, both those pictures are not mine, just the bottom one, I think. And, uh, but the thing is that that picture was taken like in the early 80s, maybe, mid 80s. And, and the article was out in the year 2000. So it's old. But the information in there is sort of interesting. Like I read through it last night. Yeah. Houses, it says houses can be gotten for $50,000. Like prices and stuff certainly have changed. But yeah. it's, it's interesting. But I, the thing, I, the reason I put it there is that's one of the first pictures of Dildo I ever had published. That one right there. Wow. That's history. Is, is it in the book? No. 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 Matter of fact, they, the original slide that that was shot from, uh, the original slide is uh, is gone, disappeared. Oh, those so, things happen. That's yeah. why digital is good as long as you have a yeah, backup. Well, yeah. <laughs> What's this one here? That was, I think, at the bottom of your. Yeah, email. that was my signature. I, I pick a different picture every now and again for my signature, and uh, I took that one in uh, out around Whitless Bay, and I just take took it shooting into. I saw a guy in a kayak, and I thought, wow. He's got quite the view from down there. And I don't think he even knew I was up there taking pictures. There you but go. I, I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> it is very nice. And that's an example. And lots of kayaking going uh, going on around um, Newfoundland in different parts. So many organized tours. But speaking of getting your things out there, I just want to throw up because you are very active on Facebook. And uh, right there. K. Bruce Lane on Facebook, and that's your main account, I think, is that's it? You've the got them divided. That's what I call my main page. What happened when I, for, I, I, I resisted getting into Facebook, to be honest, because I didn't see any point to it. But then I, people, uh, friends wanted me to get on, so I got on, and then when I realized you could sort pictures up there and you could have people anywhere in the world looking at them, I thought, wow, this is great. And uh, so I started my what I say my first page, I call it my main page. And then after a while I had so many albums coming up, I just, I, people would never have time to go through and look for stuff. So I, I opened another page with, and I started putting all my communities and Newfoundland culture stuff, churches, that type of thing, lighthouses, all in there. Uh, that's the second one. The travel page, I've been doing a bit of pet traveling since I retired, so I've been I decided I'd have a travel page where I put all those. And then finally, my I had plants and flowers. And I've been putting those up too. To be honest, uh, not, I don't think I'm going to sell many pictures of plants and flowers. No, not, <laughs> but, not like dildo. <laughs> no, no. But I still, uh, I still enjoy taking them, so I share them. Because there's people all over the world who don't. There's plants in Newfoundland that are not anywhere else, you know. I'm trying to get stuff up there that people can see. Mm -hmm. And we uh, we did recently have um, a guest on the show as well. And um, he's the research horticulturalist, I think, with the um, Botanical Garden at Munn, and that's Todd Boland. So he talked a lot about the uniqueness of our plants and how they grow. So there's a lot of people pulling together a lot of interesting books about our province. Mm-hmm. Good. So in terms of encouraging someone in photography, we, we're, we're soon going to wrap our show here, Bruce. But okay. any kind of final thoughts and words if someone was thinking of doing something like this? Uh, when I used to teach photography, uh, 
I used to start off telling them that at the end of the course, they will have been changed. They're not going to be the same people. And the reason is because when you start looking at the world through a camera, what you're doing is you're selecting out little pieces to look at. And you cannot be looking at so much stuff and not affect you. For example, if I take a picture of a little bug that I haven't seen before, and that's interesting, I come in, I got to look it up, I find out what it is, or I'll ask somebody in a group, because a lot of people already know the IDs of things. And that way I can find out stuff. So the, the photography actually helps me learn about the world. I've never done a biology course, but I know a lot of stuff about biology and the, the way the world works. And I've learned it all through photography, to be honest. And bird, bird IDs, I just take a picture of birds, and then I find out what they are, and then after a while, I know I can recognize birds. And then I also listen to their sounds and stuff. And I don't even have to see a bird now, and I know what it is. Wow. And all that happened because of photography. Right? Well, what I'm hearing from you is that it's endlessly interesting on many layers from the people you meet. I'm 72 years Sorry to interrupt. I'm 72 years old. And I'm still as interested as, as I was when I was 10. It's still Excellent. just as much fun. But not working with a brownie anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And everyone, thank you for joining us on Let's Get Writing. We have so many interesting guests like Bruce. Here's another quick look at his book, Dildo. And thank you, Flanker Press, for bringing these wonderful books to us. And uh, again, Bruce, thank you for your time. And keep taking photos and keep sharing. Please stay well, in touch. You have no worries. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Bye, Bye now. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics. You can email us at letsgetwriting at katherinetaylor.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. If you love this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time, believe in yourself and let's get writing.